Hello and welcome to the Fearless Ones podcast, where we build fearless people, create a fearless community, and lead a fearless generation. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams with you on this fabulous Friday, Kevo. Hey, 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 by the way, on the whole mission thing, we have a mission. We also have a mission statement. So they're they're the same thing, but one has a little more to it. So uh, I'm going to make sure that's real clear and easy and you don't have to try to figure out which is which. I, I, I mean, again, you know, I, I want to be clear to our listeners. I mean, you know, with this yeah. with this idea, we say it every day, you know, and right. we've been doing this for seven years. And it's so funny. Right. Um, you know, we had to lead into the 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 wake up our faith, um, you know, for for years. And, and now as we've transitioned into fearless ones, we just want to continue to be consistent with this idea mission statement so that folks grab hold of it and know that they're, right. they're part of something. Um, that God is doing, and that's exciting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a, it's the individual, the body, and then the the future, the generation, and uh, so that's the biggest way to for us to to try to help. It's all of it: um, the individual, as disciple, the body, as the church, and then the uh, the future are our succession, our generations to come, mm-hmm. and it's the kingdom now, kingdom coming. So anyway. Oh, good. You, you did it just right. But uh, I just wanted to I want to reiterate that and continue to do that so that people understand where we're coming from, even as we kind of work out the rough edges of what is that mission? How do we express that mission to people in the simplest term, you know, so that it's, it's unique, but it's uh, also you know built on truth. So anyway, absolutely. Oh, good. Happy Friday. We've got a amen. Happy Friday. We've got a a good uh, show slated for today. Um, continuing to navigate <clears throat> this conversation about what it really means to live by faith, what it truly means to live by faith, and um, you know, separating kind of the the subtle differences of living by faith versus living by sight. You know, versus you know, kind of the way we've always done things, or you know, um, strongholds, etc. And so today's title is how to experience the ways of God. And I know that ties into um, a text that we've sent. And so um, eager to jump in today, man, and just, you know, as you teach through this, uh, this idea. Yeah, well, it, it's uh, there, there's a lot of ways to go with it. And, and uh, you know, you, you can do a good job of keeping me straightforward. Uh, I need that. Um, I love to circle the mountain or, uh, you know, take the plane around a few times. But uh you know, one of the texts, uh, uh, the pre sort of pretext, I guess, if you will, um, <clears throat> uh, it this morning was there's there's some questions and, and I want to just start there. One is, what do you believe above all else? And I, and I think that's a, a really important question for people to deal with. You know, most people, life's pretty easy and they don't ask that kind of question. They don't get into the depth of those kind of questions like what do I believe of all else you know they're just interested in their next meal and when they can sit down and watch a you know a, a movie or whatever have have some time together but these are these are the questions that help you move forward these are the things that become uh what what propels you and, and challenges you to go deeper into your faith and if you don't do that then you end up with what we have out there now which is not uh Right. So the other question was, are you more interested in learning about God or actually experiencing the ways of God? 
Now, you know, this is a way that I think this is the kind of a question that God gave me years ago when I was trying to learn why <laughs> God was my mentor, but it felt like he was my tormentor mm. <laughs> for a little while until I got to understand his love and that, uh, but that's the difference is um, we can't figure God out. We can learn a lot about him, but we can't be familiar with him. Um, mm. You know, I said something the other day to my daughter. I says, uh, uh, I said, you know, I, I know God really well. And then later on, I thought, well, I didn't mean to say it that way because I always want to set a good example. I meant to say I know God's love very well, mm. but, but I don't know God very well. He, he, we can't know him. Mm. And, and that, that's, that's an, that doesn't mean we can't be intimate with him and, and be friendly and, and, and let him and be intimate, you know, son, all, the, all that stuff. It just means God's so vast and so powerful yes. and so good that we're, we're just barely scratching the surface. Mm. And that's because he does that on purpose. He descends to us. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, I'm just, I'm just clarifying that, but, but the ways of God are where you flip the model, right? You're not on earth begging him off somewhere. You understand that he, he made you, you're from him. He lives through you. You're free and now get on with it. And that's about here and there kingdom now kingdom come so, anyway there's your yes the, the um th there's this interesting dynamic of <clears throat> learning something versus experiencing something right and you know i think about like my relationship with my boys um mm -hmm. you know you, you can teach your children something um just by telling them or you can actually show them and experience something with them, right? Same concept is you can look at pictures of the Grand Canyon, but I'm sure it's very different if you actually go there. Or, you know, right. being on the middle of the ocean in a boat, you know, versus seeing a, a picture of it, you know. And right. that idea of experiencing God is a deeper level of faith that most people, like you said, they're just busy and they just say, give me a nugget. Give me a little, you know, quick devotional. Just let me get a little bit of Jesus. It's like, right. let me get my little Jesus hit and then I'm going to move on instead of actually just going, no, I, I really want to embrace the idea of experiencing who you are, experiencing your love, experiencing your ways, et cetera. And so that to me is, is a, is a deeper, more profound um, uh, faith than, than the surface level of just knowing something intellectually. And that goes back to this idea that culture tries to approach God with, with knowledge and logic and theology and understanding instead of approaching him from this heart perspective. And so that's a very distinct, um, you know, um, line, I think, that folks need to be willing to cross. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you mentioned a picture. I mean, you know, would you have, would like to have a picture of a $100 bill or, or the $100 bill? Right. <laughs> so maybe that's another way to grasp it. Um, but experiencing the ways of God are how you move forward. You know, I hear these different anecdotal things. You know, how do we move the needle? How do we move the ball? How do I get go another step, get a first down? And uh, that, I use that one a lot. That's my own personal one. Get you a first down, you know. You don't have to win the game. Just get a bunch of first downs. But um, and, and those are good. But um, after a while, they, they you know, they 
people, they just fall to the floor. So this is, we, this is, this is uh, not hard. It's just deep. It's a big deal. So I want to, I want to really dive into it or at least, you know, as much as we're able to in the time we have. Um, We, let's start with, uh, uh, a question I asked somebody the other day. Um, it, it, actually, it was something that they had discussed. Uh, th- this person and, and his wife, and uh, it, but it it helped me ask him a question. And I think it's for everybody. But uh, you know, so his question to his wife was, "Well, what what would you ask Jesus if he was sitting here in front of you?" Mm. And uh, you know, and they had a, their own discussion about that. And uh, but but. You know, so my question to him was, uh, well, would you rather have Jesus in front of you or not? Would you rather have him sitting in front of you physically or not? And, uh, you know, I mean, I think he had to think through that a second. So so that's a great question. And, um, you know, we can dig into uh, my answer, but. but I think that's something that if, if, if anybody who listens to this will take just a minute and really ask themselves that question. But what we need to do is we need to divide out what it means to learn about God. That's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. But it's, you know, you learn and then you go do. You get, you get your college education or whatever specification or learning and then you go do it. So we do start by learning. But but we have to go do. We have to experience. And you cannot be faithful. You can't practice faith without Mm. um, stepping into it. And you can't practice it without the opportunities. And the opportunities come when you have obstacles. Mm. And those obstacles are not fun always. (laughs) So you can't have faith without being faithful. It sounds weird, but it's true. All Mm. right. So now let's go back to that question. Would you rather have Jesus in front of you physically or not? Ask that question. Think about it. Answer it for yourself. I think it might be cool or whatever, but uh, let's dig into the answer. And please jump in if you want to. I'll yeah, no, I'm, I'm out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, as you talk often, I just, I process so many <laughs> different things and my mind's running in all kinds of areas with, you know, images and all this kind of stuff. And I think about, um, I mean, just for me, when you're talking about this, this is an answer to the question about Jesus, you know, in front of you or, or not. But the the idea of, of actually going through something that gives you an experience that kind of solidifies, you know, um, or makes that um, thing concrete. And I think about, um, you know, from my, my years of play in sports, right? Like you can uh-huh. practice, you know, the end of the game scenario, you're on the free throw line shooting, or you got 16 seconds to score a touchdown, or it's the bottom of the ninth inning and you're up to bat or whatever the mm-hmm. case is. You can practice in the cage, you know, or on the court or on the field, right. all the time, but you can't know what kind of pressure it is, or you can't know what it feels like until your feet are in the dirt or on the court and it's, it's on you. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the great athletes like a Michael Jordan, he had walked through that scenario so many times that right. you begin to crave or want that experience over and over because you've gone through it before. 
And it's that thing we talk about with David and the lion and the bear when he was up with against Goliath. He's like, I've been here before, you know? Right. And God is going to deliver me. And he has that power of his testimony. And so that's the thing is so many Christians are negating the power of God because they're unwilling to go through the difficult moment. And so therefore they don't experience him. And I just, anyway, yeah, but yeah, but back, Back to your back to your question, Jesus in front of you or not? Yeah, yeah. So the ways of God, uh, we have to determine what that is. We're, we're right now we're talking about learning about God and then how to get from A to B or or A to Z, however you want to look at it. So these are just simple questions that help people open up to that idea mm-hmm. but the ways of god are so deep and so you know, again we can't know everything about god we, we just have to let him fill us up right okay so when you think about what happened um with jesus uh jesus uh he he jesus gosh it's so hard to talk through this but one of the questions I had, I just wanted to say this other thing about our text this morning. It, the final question was, is it working? Is what you're doing working? Mm. And I think that's the one thing that you have to launch from. You, you, you always, and I ask people that all the time, is what you're, the other question I like to ask is, a year from now, will you be any further along than you are now? Right. And these are convicting questions. And that's what a good teacher does is, is, is helps you go after what God has for you. you. You don't, you know, I can't make it happen. You have to do it. But, but so, so all that said, that's the, that the approach to the question. And, but the question again is, would you rather have Jesus sitting in front of you or not? And we know uh, theologically, however you want to look at it, but I want to be real simple about this. Jesus is the word. He became flesh, the word became flesh, but the word is the word. All right, so Jesus is, think about uh, his death, burial, resurrection as uh, a bloom, you know, things, uh, it's the fulfillment, right? So Jesus, we have to have a physical, because we are physical beings, and we have to have a spiritual, and that's exactly what we have. So when we take the word in, it says, take it into your inmost part. When we eat the word, the bread of life, when it's the only thing left in your cupboard, you will consume it. Mm. Now, I know these are sound like metaphors, but this is this stuff blends in together from spirit to physical. Physical is temporary. Mm. It's not eternal. Spirit is eternal. Yeah. Tree versus the fruit. Right. So. So, again, you know, I want to I just want to get through this really briefly. But even when we take communion, we're symbolizing taking Jesus in. So think about this. We have a better scenario than sitting in front of Jesus physically and talking to him and asking him questions. That sounds like fun. And I'm out. It'd be great. But I don't need that. Because I know what he's saying. I got his word, his physical word. It's written down for me. That is Jesus. That's not what the Bible says. We can't act like, well, it's not logical. It doesn't make sense. You know, it doesn't have eyes and a nose. It doesn't matter. <laughs> his word 
is the physical Jesus. Okay. Mm. So we have that. And it, yes, it's ink and paper. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's still alive. Okay. So then we have him, his spirit living in our spirit, a human spirit. And he, his spirit inhabits that still small voice. All right. Now we have that going before us. Mm. And we, we have one that leads us and one that protects us from the outside in. So we walk by faith, by letting go of our vision, our physical vision. Mm. We don't need that. And we trust the word. So we take the word into us, into our, our hearts, however we get it in, our eyes, our ears, even our mouth, the things we speak. So the word is Jesus now, physically. And the implanted word is what is spirit. It lives in us. So when those two things meet and they, they conspire together, they work together to protect us mm. physically, spiritually. Now, let me give you a verse that will help people remember this. Uh, if you go to guess, you know, if you think about, is it working? Is what, what does the world look like right now? It's Babylon, right? It's, 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 it's yeah. just a mess. It's full of corruption. Uh, so you got a couple of great verses here. These are some of my favorite passages uh, over the years that have really helped me remember God's personality. Cause that's what we're talking about now. The ways of God are God's personality. Mm. He has a persona. He is a person. If you want to look at it that way, not physically, but he has a persona. Um, and it's a sweet, wonderful, fatherly groom. He's the father, the groom and our friend, right? All right. So. If you look at uh, uh, Isaiah 58, let's look at 52.12 real quick. And um, I sound like some old Bible teacher, man. I probably need some (laughs) protein. Earning your Bibles. Uh, (laughs) Isaiah 52.12. Let's let's, let's go. Yeah. It says you, this is, uh, I don't even know what version this is. It's probably, it's an easy to read version. I like this one. It says you will leave Babylon, but they will not force you to leave in a hurry. There's no panic, in other words. Right. So what's happening right now, the rope dope right? We are coming out of Babylon. It doesn't mean we physically leave like these guys did, but it's symbolic now. We're leaving Babylon. God's getting rid of the tares, man. Oh, All right. Gosh. So you here's you will not be forced to run away. We don't run, man. We don't retreat. We don't run. We go forward, right? All right. Now, uh, it says, here's the key. Remember, I gave you two, a physical and a spiritual, right? This is it. The Lord will be in front of you, and the God of Israel will be behind you. So he's before us and behind us. Man, now we're getting into the ways of God. Hmm. God has your future and your past, he's got you completely covered. Guess what? Now we're talking about true wealth. This is freedom. This is real freedom. You know, this is where a dollar bill, you know, wipe your butt with it because it's worthless compared to this stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, one more uh, one more verse, and then you jump in. Uh, uh, another another area of Isaiah is 58, 58.8. It, it's, it's, it's right, you know, it's right in that same area same kind of thing he's talking about here same same uh, subject but it says then your light will appear like the dawn and your recovery will come quickly 
your righteousness will go before you and the Lord's glory be your rear guard. So it's saying the same thing. Our righteousness is Jesus, right? We're not righteous, but by him we are. Yeah. You know, so so think about beginning to think about the ways of God. They do not make sense to your eyes. You don't need Jesus or a hippie in a tunic hanging out in front of you, giving you the answers. You have them in you. Mm. So that, and what we'll do is the, the written word leads you physically. That's why you got to be in it. It's not, if you want the word in you, you got to be in it and there's no way around it. So you can keep saying all your life, well, it's, I don't get it. It's dusty, it's irrelevant. It, you know, it, okay, then do that. But if you want the word in you, and I'm telling you, it's in me, man. And I, I know it's in you, but it is like in me. But I, yeah. it took years and years and years of eating it like the bread of life that it is. And if yeah. you don't act like that about it, you'll never have it in you. If you just dance around with a couple of verses, you can't emulate the heroes of faith. If you don't understand why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. So you just quote them. That's what most people do. All right. So anyway, there's my there's my quick sermon about this. But this is wonderful. This is the best news there is. God goes before you and is your rear guard. The word goes before you. The word is your guard. The mm-hmm. word protects you physically. But the implanted word illuminates that still small voice doesn't get louder but you get more sensitive to it and it leads you this is what you have to learn how to follow rather than what you see walk by faith not by sight all right Mm. so that's a good start jump in yeah well i just have to tell anyone who listens to this show i i cannot tell you how important it would be to go back through this and listen to it until you understand what's being said, because this is so profound. And just Kevin, how you pulled that, that passage out of Isaiah with Babylon, um, you know, and, and relating it to now the season that we're in of being called out of Babylon. Um, you know, it's, it is a, it's that parabolic thing as it was in the beginning, right. so shall be in the end, you know, there was a yeah. season where God's people were exiled and he called them to rebuild, you know, that place where they encountered him. And so we are in a right. season where the remnant people are being called back. There are new leaders being being brought forth. And right. so that's just rich to me. And, and it, it really yeah, hit man. me especially because I had a moment. It was probably early 20, <clears throat> 2020, I think, you know, when everything started to visibly get weird. You know what I mean? And you're starting to see all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Um, I was walking right. on the beach down at Ocean Isle and um, it was sunrise and there was a beautiful cloud formation and the sun was kind of glimmering off of it. And the spirit of God just really hit me. And he said, Babylon is falling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I say that yeah. now and, you know, you know, yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to be fanciful or whatever, but that was just right. what I felt in my spirit. Now, right. I, I didn't know what it meant at the time. I didn't completely understand it. And I tried not to interpret it. But now I look back over two years and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's what the Lord is doing. He, yeah. He's calling his people out of this 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 false, you know, kingdom called Babylon, and he's right. calling them to rebuild what it is that he's established in them. And the other thing that I was going to say is this this forward guard, reared guard thing. Um, <clears throat> when when you said and in, in, when you read it in Isaiah, it said the Lord will be in front of you and the God of Israel behind you. It's right. the first time that I have seen <clears throat> Jesus 
personified as the forward guard, right? Like he's the king, you know, mm-hmm. like right. he's, he's the William Wallace. He's the lion of Judah. He's the one who's out right. front. And it's like, I saw Jesus like on this white horse, you know what I mean? Like leading his people being the forward guard. And then I saw the like guard of Israel and the angel armies behind him. And mm-hmm. like when somebody truly grasps that that is how you walk when you right. walk in the way that you're teaching, mm-hmm. like that's why the word says no weapon formed against you will prosper. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It, it, these are not anecdotes. This stuff, it, it's, we have to be able to chew on it. We have to, we have to devour it. And uh, that's why the word's so important. That's why it is the bread of life. That's why we, it's not compared to Jesus. It is him. He is that. And uh, it became flesh. And so for a season, you had a man, but uh, all God, all man. So, so it, rather than, than uh, trying to understand through your own learning about God, we have to just accept that he's God and then let him open everything up for us. And that's the difference between intellect. Intellect's good. God gave it to us. Hmm. But you're born with that. <clears throat> and it's different for everybody in different ways. Um, it's not just are you, you know, whatever number and, and or, or this. I mean, if you're great, I would say Michael Jordan, For you brought him up earlier. He, he had intellect that was different. It was geared for what, you know, he was supposed to do. And uh, that doesn't make him smarter than you or me um uh, i mean you know it so intellect is not what we can develop and i think the text that went out yesterday was it's it's, it's better to improve your listening skills than your intellect you can't Amen. really improve your intellect so what we can do is we can expand our faith it'll it'll grow like crazy mm-hmm. and then that's you know going back to what you're talking about a second ago with your example. And this is where I want to go with this, too, is we have to begin to treat this like manna. Hmm. And, you and, and you know, one of the texts that we send out, and this is something uh, that's really important to grab hold of, your manna will rot where it falls if you are not there to gather it. So I want you to think of, uh, you can think of it as breadcrumbs, but God gives us markers. God leads the way, you know, one of the guys I work with, and he's a good friend, et cetera, but he's, you know, sometimes he'll say, oh, I can't get my arms around it. And, uh, you know, I think his, he's, he's got some wisdom and he's, his heart's in the right place. But I think at some point you can't, that's not, you have to learn how to navigate by a different system. You can't try to understand it up here. That will come as God reveals it. So manna, Our version of manna are things that God gives us. And I call them markers or whatever, but he gives them to us. And our first job is to begin to believe that and cherish that. Not go out and act like you're some freaking prophet or whatever. (laughs) Cherish it. We're not talking about the gift of prophecy or any of that stuff. We're talking about how God speaks to us. Mm -hmm. And it is one of the greatest questions that, Christians have, and they don't understand it. The ones that do are the ones that will step in and understand this. 
just in the same fashion that the Israelites, you know, a month later after the Exodus, they had to learn to be faithful. They had to mm -hmm. learn. I think it was about a month. And then the manna started to come. They, they were out of food. Mm -hmm. So God gave them manna. Now, that was a physical thing, but our manna, the bread of life for us, is the word of God outside in and the spirit of God uh, from the inside out. And now you, you're being his hands and feet. Okay. All right. So, so I just want to keep that bread of life thing going here. Yeah, man. Your bread I mean, of life is manna markers. This, right? this is so good. Like, I just, you know, like I, I'm, I'm literally in a moment where I'm just like blessing God in my spirit for like being able to receive this like depth of teaching. Like, I, I feel that profound about, you know, the modern day manna, and it's like it brings yeah. so much clarity, you know, to to the Word of God, and you know, it gets my my mind off of like looking for God you know, everywhere else and going, no, he's, he's in here. Like the word is the physical God. The spirit of yeah. God is the implanted word. And that place where those meet, like when you walk in that every day, you are, you are thriving on, give us this day, our daily bread. Like when you read the Lord's prayer, right. give us this day, our daily bread. Yeah. What that, what that manifested means is the physical written word of God and the implanted yeah. word of God yeah, meeting right. in every day to lead us down the path. And like mm -hmm. that is, whew, I mean, just so yeah. profound for people to understand yeah. what that means. Yeah. It, it's, it's something that you, you, your intellect, our intellect can't grasp it. Yes. But our spirit, man, the thing that God that looks like God, our spirit, we're made in his image. It's our human spirit. Looks like his spirit. When he fills it, the gates of hell can't prevail against it. But, but if you allow, what happens is people go back and forth and back and forth. It kind of gets schizo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, oh, oh, no. <laughs> you know, if you don't commit it's like saying he was entirely crucified for you, but you can't be entirely faithful to him. Well, you know, all he's asking for is a mustard seed, yeah. but you do have to take a step. I mean, even a blind guy has to, you know, <laughs> somebody who's physically blind still has to go through this. It's not about your physical eyes. It's it, you, you have to let go of that. It doesn't mean you don't, you know, if you need to, do something. He gave you eyes to navigate this place. But anyway, so, so yeah, there's a lot of depth to this, but think of the bread, think of it as food and you have to eat it. You have to take it in Yeah. and you have to hunger for God mm. and uh, he'll give you as much of him as you want, but you never get to the end of him. So, so don't try to figure him out and get your arms around him. You can't yeah. do it. You know, it reminds me, Kevin, and by the way, I want a quick shout out to Chris Green, just jumped on the YouTube stream and said, good morning, fearless men. So we just want to say <laughs> hey back to Chris, and I know he's a longtime buddy of yours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Chris. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Well, um, well, real quick, I uh, wanted yeah. to share. So um, I had a, a really neat um, kind of picture to share with somebody. Um, so on our Monday night, you know, I, I meet with a, a bunch of men. We've been meeting for a number of years now, and they're they're really close, and it's just a good opportunity for us to fellowship 
But um, on Monday night, there was a fellow that was there and he's relatively new. And as, as we were praying for him, right. And um, talking about this bread of life, you know, hunger for God. I, I just had a picture of this gentleman walking into a restaurant, right. And almost as a kid and his parents like, told him that they couldn't afford certain things on the menu. And so he's like ordering off the kid's menu and he's kind of mm. looking at the filet over here, but he, he can't get the filet. So he's, he's having to order the chicken fingers. Right. And, <laughs> and I told him, I, I said, I said, man, I just have this weird picture of you walking into a restaurant and the Lord is your host. And he says, whatever you want off the menu, mm. like order what you want off the menu. Yeah. And what I was trying to tell him, I said, man, feast on God. Like there's nothing off limits for you. Like the, the, the meal that is laid out before you, I said, hunger for it and eat to your heart's content. Like, don't just right. go, Lord, I just want a little morsel. No, 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 God, you know, you prepare a table before me. So right. I'm going to eat, you know, I'm going to belly mm -hmm. up and undo my belt strap and I'm going to eat. And, and, and I hope, yeah. I mean, I pray, you know, Lord, use that you know, to speak to him in that moment, just to encourage mm -hmm. him and whatever you want on the menu, like, right. come on in, let's eat. <laughs> now, that's, that's that to me is that's the good father. going. Yeah, that's right. Be, be hungry. Yeah. Well, that's honoring to God because you're expecting him to be good to you. And anybody who doesn't expect God to be good to him, that's a dishonor to him. Yes. So when you take this stuff on your own back, you're saying I'm smarter and more merciful than God. And I know more, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just, it's just simple stuff, but it, it's not about whether you're smart or not. It's about whether you're wise or not. It's about whether you're not, be, whether you're being led by him, who is the wisdom. Um, mm. But, but uh, no, that's good. And, and, you know, I'll just add to that a little bit. Think about it this way. God, God wants that we never starve, but we always stay hungry. Mm. So if you think about, you know, uh, we got some favorite places we go and, you know, they're usually, Asian, Mexican, or Italian, <laughs> you pick, right? They're all great. But there's nothing like that first bite uh, when you're starving, when you're not really starving, but when you're hungry, you know, none of us are really starving. But you go in that place and you smell that garlic or the or whatever, and you're waiting, man, you haven't eaten in a while, and man, that first few bites. So that's how we have to treat this. So, uh, and we have to devour it. And, um, Anyway, so so that's a good way to look at it. But that's a that's a that's a neat, uh, uh, you know, example. All right. So, there, again, there's a lot of stuff here and I just want to kind of condense it. But we have to think about, you know, who Jesus is now. This is better. It's better to have the written word and the spirit of, of Christ in us. Yeah. And these two things go before and guard our rear. And that's the point. Uh, and that's why it's better to have this. That's yes. why he paid it. And uh, now we're free. So so what we've got to learn is how to live in that freedom. And that is what discipleship does. Yeah. It's vastly ignored by what we call the church or the box. Um, but that's really what's what's missing. That's where value comes from. And that's what, uh, you know, the ways of God, that's where it starts happening. You know, to, to your point, though, that Jesus actually said it. He said, it's better that I go. That's right. You know what I mean? That's and so right. like to, yeah. to, to go back to the question you said, would you rather have Jesus in front of you or not? 
I, I think that the, the, the majority of Christians would answer that question. Well, I'd rather have him here. I'm waiting on Jesus. I want Jesus to them. I mean, that's kind of right. the mentality is, well, if Jesus right. were here, it would be fixed. And he even said, no, it's better when, when I'm gone. Like I'm giving you that's the spirit. Right. And so if, if you're that's thinking right. that way, be challenged to realize yeah. that your thinking is not in alignment with his word. Cause he said yeah. it's better if I'm gone. That's right. And it's just, it's equally important. You know, you, you may get some, some smart Alex that go, well, he's in me. <laughs> That's better. Yes, it is better, but it's not just in you. He, he's still there. And we have to treat the word that way. We have a physical, you know, ink and paper is temporary. Fruit falls from a tree. It's temporary, but it's still needed. We still have to eat it and it keeps growing. One tree will keep growing fruit. So we're not here to plant fruit. We're here to plant trees. That's discipleship, right? So, so, so I just, I want to, it's very, very important. You know, there's a lot of people that, that they, they get these things from God and, you know, it's cool. It's cool, you know. Um, but if you don't have the ground floor, the bedrock to walk, to stand on, the rock, to build everything on in the physical sense, then you then you can't really begin to know what God's saying to you, you, you know the stuff you don't know how to 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 grasp the still small voice. So you need both. So I just want to really reiterate that. Then you got people that they don't really understand the internal, the inner man, and they you know they kind of poo poo that. Or, well, you know maybe that's bad pizza or who knows? How do I know? But they love the word. And that's not bad, but it's not enough. So mm -hmm. remember, maybe the biggest, one of the biggest takeaway here, one of the table legs is God's outside and inside. You have to walk by faith from the outside in. That is being in the word, devouring it, taking it in, getting it into your hearts, what he's saying. And then letting the spirit of God in you illuminate and open up and start to press in. And I call it dreaming. And there's all kinds of different ways to pray, but it's conversational. It's expectant. It's childlike. And it taps into it. All right. So those two things are really important. It's not one or the other. It's both. Yeah. If you're leaving one out, then you're missing out. If you're a great Bible student, fantastic. But if you're not deeply pressing into the spirit of God, dreaming with him, expecting him to do great things for you and through you uh, for others, then you're missing, you know, yeah. it's like having a half a meal or something. Anyway. Well, you know, there's that passage of scripture. It says that whatever, that, that they will worship God in spirit and truth. Right. Yeah. We're there. So yep. This is what it is. We are in the season, right. Where yep. we, we are called to worship God in spirit and truth. And so what you're talking about, right. is, this is From what anywhere. that means. Yeah, yeah. The, the worshiping God in spirit is inside out, and worshiping God in truth is the outside word in, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we we learn to live that way, that's that's what that means. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've heard people say over the years, um, "Well, I got to balance grace and truth," and <laughs> I don't, I don't even understand that. <laughs> that's ridiculous. As if you know, a little more of Jesus over here means a little less here. It's just, it's ridiculous, but that's just logic. It's not, people aren't stupid. It's just logic at some point runs out of steam. Mm -hmm. You know, there wouldn't be an ark. There wouldn't be a Red Sea parting. None of that happened by logic. The walls of Jericho, none of that's logical. Yeah. So human nature, sweat of the brow, that's where it leads. It leads to 
failure at some point. So when we're led by God, his spirit and his word, um, it overcomes all that. And we we don't get to know everything. Now, this is where I wanted to go with this, though. These, these things that God gives you, these little subtle things. Um, I, I, I sometimes have trouble trying to explain this to people in a way that they'll get it, even though they're probably experiencing it. So, so I'm not special. I'm just saying uh, I, I understand it because I was kind of had to sit still for seven years and really, really uh, take this in. All right. So if you look at the manna, uh, I wanted to, to, to go back to that for a second. But um, <clears throat> let's see. And, you know, uh, I, I pulled this up. I don't even have the verse, but it's just, you know, it was every day, right? Let's see. And then they got a double portion on fries. But, but the thing is, is it, it wouldn't, you couldn't hold on to it. You couldn't store it up. Couldn't hoard it, yeah. It, it would rot. And and so the, 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 the thing I read earlier, one of the texts that we send out normally, or, you know, every few months or whatever, it says, practice focusing on what God is doing instead of what he's not. Your manna will rot right where it falls if you're not there to gratefully gather it. Start small, rejoice big. So for the people that want to know what God's saying to them, where do you want to go? You'll never understand. Purpose will always be out of reach if you don't have this relationship with God. It doesn't come in a book. It's not purpose-driven line. Those things aren't bad. You know, Maybe they are. I don't know. But you're not going to find it in a bookstore. You will only find it in a deep relationship with the one who created you, but you can start small, just start small baby steps. Okay. So that's what is so interesting about manna. It's daily start daily, you know, big picture in mind, Israel, they, they knew they were headed to a promised land. They knew they, they were where they had come from and where they were going. We've talked about the Egypt, you know, Exodus. And we've talked about leaving Babylon. This is, Throughout scripture, God rescues, but he takes you somewhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what we're going through right now. So we have to treat his word like manna. Um, it's, it's quality over quantity. It's daily. It's regularly. Okay. I'm not saying you have to study every day. I'm saying talk to him every day. Press in. Yeah. Get into his word. Eat it. Take it in. Ask him what it means. You know, it's a relationship. This is what Jesus meant when he said, I have bread you know nothing of. Yeah, that's I have right. Food you know nothing of. This is what Jesus was talking about. He he yeah. was the example yeah. that lived this way. So right. the physical food was secondary to him because he had the bread. He was the bread of life, but he had it because he was in that communion with the Father. Yeah. And so the, the that that that's him being the example in regards to this. Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. So, again, we need to not try so hard to understand it up here, mm -hmm. but we have to we have to let God illuminate it and show us. And and sometimes people say, well, how do you know all this or how do you know that or, you know, this is kind of weird or whatever. And it, all I can tell you is, you know, I'm just some schmuck, man. I'm just some guy. But the greatest thing that, that, that ever happened to me was, was having to rely upon him truly mm -hmm. and test that. And not only did he come through, man, but 
I mean, it's, it's, it's so much beyond what I can imagine, but I don't ever quit asking him for more wisdom mm-hmm. and it, man, he gives it. All right. So it's him, but that's for all of us. It's a buffet. If you don't want to eat from it, then you know, it's your loss, but uh, okay. So here's another uh, important thing to remember. Uh, let's see. Every verse of scripture is a door to God's spirit. This is another text. Memorizing what the door looks like is less important than entering the room behind it. So a lot of people take scripture and they just want to, you know, I'm going to memorize it or I'm going to, you know, really, yeah, that's right. Just get it up there. But it says, are you aiming to merely know about God or actually experience the ways of God? Hmm. So think of it as a door into him, into his persona, his personality. Um, It's not, it's not about intellect. Uh, you know, there's a facet of it. That's like, that's okay to learn the history and all that, but it's, it's designed to, to, to guard you from the outside in and the inside out. That reminds me, Kevin, of a conversation I had yesterday with my oldest, Matthew. Um, He's 12 now in sixth grade and he had a test and um, he said something about how'd you do on test buddy? And he goes, I did fine. I got a 90, I got nine out of 10. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, do you know what you missed? Or you know, what was that all about or whatever? He goes, well, they had given some practice test, and, you know, he had 10 questions. He said, I just memorized all of them. But on the real test, there was actually a question that wasn't on the practice and I you know, <laughs> didn't know it. And it was, it was, it was like this, right? Matthew has a wonderful memory. He's very, you know, but his whole premise was, is he was just memorizing it, you know, to get the grade. He wasn't actually understanding the concept, right? Yeah. It was being taught. Right. And, and, and what, what a greater thing. It's like you always have said is, you know, you have to treat God as if you've already gotten an A plus and you just want to come in and learn. You know, you're not trying to memorize scripture so you can get a little, you know, candy they pass out (laughs) because you got it right. Or, you know, you're you're going, you know, and I love this about you, Kevin. It's always funny to me um, because you go, I don't know where it is, but it's in there. (laughs) You're like, I don't know where it is, but it's in there. You go find it. And sure enough, it's in there. And and so because Uh it's it's not about the rote memorization and, you know what I mean? it's right. uh it's about it's just it's in you you know what i mean and you go I, I just know this because i know that this is who it's like when you have a partner and your spouse or a deep dear friend and somebody mm-hmm. says something that's kind of uncharacteristic you're going no that's not true that person's that's not who that person is they would never do that you know what i mean right but knowing yeah. god on that level when you go oh yeah that's him you know what i mean or that's right him. that's not him yeah 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 and, well and and you know, not to, 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 to tarry on this, but, um, uh, you, you can know, uh, all of the scripture, you can understand the picture. And, um, and I think that's usually where I'm coming from and I can quote quite a bit of it, you know, but I don't like to do, to do it that way. I like to say, you know, you ask me about a book and I can tell you something about every single book in there. That's, I'm not saying it like, I'm cool. I'm saying you can take it in. You can really understand it from different viewpoints, but it's a whole picture, you know? So, so you eat it just like you eat a meal, but you eat it like meat, you eat it slowly and you savor it. And pretty soon you have satisfaction and you remember the meal. So that's kind of the way I approach it. But, uh, yeah, it's you don't have to know, you know, I can tell you where, you know, all things work together, all, all that stuff. But but it's 
it's just, it's like a landscape. Okay. So, and, I, and I'm saying this because I want to go there. Think of it as your landscape. The more you understand, like your own backyard. I mean, dude, you could walk around blindfold in your house and in your backyard. And you could say, yeah, I know there's a, a drain here or there's a fence there. And that's how this has to be for us. Mm -hmm. That's where, you know, when you, I remember uh, when I was a kid or, you know, high school kind of age and, and uh, uh, one, one of my good friends, uh, I, I, Chris actually remembers this guy too, but um, I'd spend a night over at my, my friend Rob's house a lot and we'd go surfing and I got to where I knew the inside of his house. I'd have to sleep on his couch. I'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go hit the bathroom. Well, I got to the first time I ever did that, you know, I was probably uh, 15 years old. And I killed my shin on a coffee table. <laughs> but after about 20 times of staying over there, man, I knew, you know, where the dog was. I knew where everything in that house was. And I didn't need to. It could be dark. It didn't matter. Because I was navigating by a different system. So we have to get it in us. So the word uh, is a starting point. But you have to eat the word knowing that it's going to open up the spirit, the still small voice, and they're going to work together and they're going to guard you and take you forward. And that is is what we're getting at from a perspective of uh, leaving Babylon to go into the promised land and all that stuff, too. Uh, so where are we going? How do you know what God's saying? What are the markers? What is your manna look like? All right. So let's talk about that. We could probably wrap up on that. But. Yeah, I just want to make sure we got about 10 minutes to our hour mark, just so you know. Okay. All right. So here's a, another thing I pulled out. And again, you know, I, I get kind of, I'd take a real wide angle on all this stuff. So help me land the plane here. But uh, when I wrote the, the, the full book, um, <laughs> uh, it's been a while ago now, but um, it, it's kind of based around this one verse. It's first Corinthians three eighteen. Do not deceive yourselves. If any of you thinks you are wise, and a whole lot of people do, by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. Mm. That's so powerful to me. And it, it's it, it, the world is their wisdom is fear of everything but the Lord. Yes. Everything but God. God's wisdom starts right there. They fear nothing, right? Only him. That's it. Start with him. You don't have to fear anything else. In fact, you're free, you know, and he, you don't have to be afraid of him, but every, you know, most mature Christians understand that. So, so think of it's flipping everything over. There's a constant thing here, you know, over first shall be last, you know, walk by faith, not by sight. Those who are led by the spirit of God, these are sons, sons and daughters, children of, and uh, now you've got wisdom. You got to be a fool. Guess mm. what? You're either going to be a fool for the world or a fool for him. You choose. So all of this comes back to this idea that um, <clears throat> we uh, have this journey to take. And, and, you know, Jesus paid for us a free gift, salvation. We just have to accept it and receive it sincerely. But that's an instant. What's the rest of your life look like? And that's the journey of learning how to live in that freedom and then teaching others. And that's what we 
referred to as discipleship or go and make disciples. So that that process is is it's just like going back to the title of the show or, or whatever the title is, but it's you got to go from learning about him, which is a good start, to experiencing the ways of him. And and then you you know you don't care so much about whether he's sitting in front of you as you know that he's leading you. I say this all the time to people, um, and I'm not sure if they get it or not, but but I mean it. Like, it's not uh, it, it's not that that he shares everything with you, but you can live by that. So, so in other words, you know, the world says uh, get your social media, do all your best practice, get it all out there, go 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 go. And that's kind of all that, that man you know, man's wisdom, right. Versus God's wisdom. So, so we put all that intensity on our, well, I'm, I'm a hard worker. I'm doing it all for you, baby. You know, all that stuff Mm -hmm. instead of just, instead of working so hard, follow hard. When you follow hard, God will give you the work, but it's not sweat of the brow. Now it's birds of the air. It's redeemed. Does not mean you won't work hard. I work as hard as I've ever worked right now. But it's work that is sustained by God. It's work that I'm hungry and gifted to do versus, yeah, I'm going to get me all this stuff. And then one day I'll have ministry because I have all this money to fund it. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, again, it, so there, but there's two forms of wisdom, right? There's proverbial wisdom. It's kingly. It's earthly. Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived. The people that don't understand, you know, Jesus was also the wisest man that ever lived. Wasn't well, that a contradiction? No, it's not. It's the fulfillment. It's kingly, earthly, proverbial. Solomon was downloaded to wisdom. He understood how things work. Um, the mind of Christ is that other type of wisdom. We have both. That's like, you know, the cloud. He gives us whatever we need in the moment. You know, a lot of times, even on the show, I know God's speaking right through me. And I'm not going to act like that's something special right. to me but you know it it's very humbling you know it's it's a tender thing and, it, and it's passionate but but anyway so so we've got both we have the mind of christ it's like the cloud when you have both of those things operating what do we see again we see god's protecting us from the front and from the rear heavenly earthly kingly you know priestly jesus is both he lives through us and I know this, again, this is kind of deep stuff here, but yeah. but it's all meant to go and make disciples. So that's the, the, the bottom line between learning about God and experiencing the ways of God. So to wrap it up, though, God gives you something. He will give you a thought. It may be out of context. He'll give you an impression or an idea. Now, you mentioned one earlier. But these are the things we cherish. And then guess what happens later on when you hold on to that? It may be for somebody else. You have to be real mature in this. But but he will come back later and he will confirm that. And he will show you how it works and connects. He won't give you so much that you get to take credit for it. You start doing that and it's over. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and thus saith the Lord, and you know this, and I'm, here's what your need, life needs to look. No, but God may give you the amazing thought, or show you a thing, or show you about somebody, and then He will confirm it later. And when He does, oh my goodness, y- your faith just explodes. 
So, so I'm trying to say that's manna. So when people ask me, how do you walk by faith? How do you know what God's up to? I don't ever try to make anything happen. I just learn to follow what he's saying and trust that above everything else. Yeah. And people don't like it. You know, but in the end, don't trust me. Trust the fruit. Where do you see spiritual fruit and where do you not? And that's what the Bible says. So trust that. Yeah. So anyway. I think I think an important uh, just statement for me <clears throat> is, you know, I grew up in more traditional church uh, worlds, you know, Methodist, Baptist, non-denominational, et cetera, and never really experienced what I would call charismatic uh, Christian faith. People talking about prophecy and hearing from the Lord or whatever. It was just, you know, whatever, right. my, my context. And so when I started to have kind of the spiritual awakening and started to hear from the Lord or whatever, you started to say, well, this person heard from God and they had this experience or whatever. And you're like, oh, that must be, you know, and you kind of, but the reality that I had to come to in my own life is that it's very possible and very real that people worship prophecy and they worship what they hear from God instead of worshiping God himself. Like they they take these little nuggets that they get from God or that they hear other people get from God and they worship that thing and they don't actually revere the Lord. Like that right. thing has become an idol to them. And so a lot of folks in kind of charismatic streams and stuff right. are idolizing prophecy, words of knowledge, even people that have prophetic, they're, 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 they're missing God because they're right. idolizing that thing. And so for me, I, I've come to a place now where, like you said, you just know what he's saying. You know, you don't have to worship that thing or make it happen. Mm -hmm. You do have to treasure it and go, oh, thank you, God. I'm going to set it right here and, and you're going right. to confirm it and you're going to bring it back. And so that's just a distinction in my own life that I had to learn by going through it. Um, Cause you know, I remember a couple of years ago, Kevin, I heard this or Kevin, you heard that or Kevin, this is what it is. And you're just like, calm down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, God loves zeal and, and uh, he, God can work with a, with a willing heart. And um, so so that's a good thing. And, you know, much rather have that, uh, you know, and, and what he does is he thickens our skin, but he guards that tender heart. And, uh, you know, the world's kind of the opposite, thin skin, hard heart. Um, so, so it's okay. You know, we have to mature. We go from milk to meat, but I think one of the biggest things, and, and again, I'm still learning how to say this in a way that, 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 that gets to the point. It's difficult because it's a big subject, but those impressions, those things, um, it doesn't mean that you have to go half cocked and, and tell everybody there's some things, you know, but, but I've learned to live this way it's been, gosh, 15 years specifically living this way. I haven't had money for 15 years. And, and, but and this is better, but even, you know, many years before that, we went through a lot of things that helped get that stage set. So what I'm saying comes from experience and it's, it's, uh, it, it's really difficult to try to, to, to express, but the word helps open this up for you. And then you start practicing when you, when you, 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 you know, we call it the gut or whatever, you start to understand that you can navigate that way. And then you less and less are you relying upon what you see 
And now the fears just fall away. Perfect love casts out fear. This is what this looks like. Mm-hmm. So when you have an impression, when you're, when you're close with God, he'll say things to you constantly. We can do a whole show on that, probably have. But I'm just saying that's the process. Mm-hmm. And when he gives you something, you don't disregard it. Neither do you try to overinterpret it. You know, when I want to talk about soul and spirit and mind and all that stuff, too, because that's part of this. But there's just, again, it take hours and hours. But yeah. those things that he gives you, hold on to them. You know, take a little post-it note and, and, and write down. There it is. Write it down. You know, I call it putting it on, framing it out. People say, well, I got a word. You know, I'm, I'm going to stand on it. That's great. It doesn't mean that you 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 have to you got to be really careful about interpreting it you remember one of the first things i ever said to you right after we met was i saw i said it because not because i wanted you to know i'm cool (laughs) i am cool though (laughs) (laughs) no i wanted you to know that god's doing something and that's what this is about so when god gives you some manna or he gives you a marker he gives you a little dose of something It's so you will be drawn closer to him. And then later on, it might be the next day. It might be a year down the road. He will confirm that thing. And then you will know, oh, my goodness, that was God. And it's so profound. It's it's not deniable. Yeah. So so the more you step into that, the more he will show you. But he will never show you everything because human nature will take credit for it. So he shows you enough to draw you in and you don't need to share that unless he tells you to, or you can share it with some person. So that thing I shared with you about us doing the, you know, the, the microphone and being around it like a a radio show that was well before that happened. Now that's the kind of thing that you, he does it. He tells you what he's going to do in part to draw you in. And once you believe that and grasp it and take a step toward it, he will show you more. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can describe it. But this is a way better way to live than going, man, I got to get my social media. I got to do this. I got to get my, you know, I got to do the grind. No, it, yeah. you know, you can do that all your life and all that stuff will die with you. So anyway. Testimony to that thing for for new listeners or folks who haven't heard the story is when Kevin and I first met, you know, God miraculously moved he and his family to Wilmington, North Carolina, where I live and had connected us prior to that. That's a long story. But when we first got together, we started meeting in the mornings early for coffee. And after probably the second or third meeting, um, I looked at Kevin and I go, dude, you have like a bag of goodies behind you and you're only giving me like a fraction. Like I saw something there, right? You know, that I was like, man, there's so much wisdom here and so much. And you were just like, in time, we'll get, you know, we'll, we'll go deeper. We'll get to that. But then you called me afterwards and you said, Matt, I just wanted to share something with you. The Lord put on my heart. I had a picture of a microphone sitting on a table and you and I sitting at the table. And it was a picture of um, Dave Ramsey, an early show that Dave Ramsey had was kind of this idea. um, The money game show, I think it was called Kev. And, you know, and I'm going, my immediate answer is just what you said. I go, well, let's start a podcast, Kevin. Let's go do this. Let's go make this happen. And you Mm -hmm. go, no, God will do it. Now, I can tell you testimonially now that back then I was going, who is this guy and what is he even talking about? Like, this is crazy. He said he saw a picture of a microphone. So the faithful thing to do is go start a podcast. And you said no. You said, let him do it. And I was going, yeah, it's so stupid. 
and right. and 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 yet a month later through something that had nothing to do with you and I or us or whatever we had someone um, approach us and say have you right. ever thought about having a radio show yeah. yeah and and that's where this show started on the AM right. station you know 7 years ago yeah. after God showed you that picture and how it's now manifested into what it is today is just a testimony to what God's doing, but he didn't give us the picture. He gave us the tiny little thing. And so I just wanted to share that whole story, Kevin, almost yeah. as a proof of concept of what you're talking about today. Yeah. And see, that's not, that's, that's one thing out of thousands. And I would say hundreds of thousands. And that's just <laughs> one simple thing. And it didn't start there for me. Yes. But you can learn to live that way. That's birds of the air. That's where the birds that just go. You know, I was uh, out in the water the other day. Man, it's fishing season. So all these things are jumping and the birds are dive bombing. And I'm like, oh, Lord, protect my eyeballs. <laughs> but, but it's cool because I'm like, man, they don't think about it. They just go. So the way to do that is to learn to live this way. That is one neg uh, a, a nugget, uh, one, you know, just small negligible amount one puzzle piece, however you want to look at it, one breadcrumb, one piece of manna. But you can feast on that. God will start to show you every part of it. So you don't have to make it happen. You don't have to live in fear. You, you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. You what you have to do is follow hard. You have to press in and, and search my heart, you know, and 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 believe that he's going to show you where you're headed. And he will start doing it. And you take a step toward it and he will show you more. And more and more and more. That's how people in business that build business traditionally, this is very difficult for them. Yeah. You know, when I say this, what we're doing, it's coming together. They don't understand it. Mm -hmm. But the ones with the right hearts are getting it. And they understand what, you know, all we want to do is, is disciple people. So anyway, uh, there's a lot to it. And I'm, I'm yeah. you know, I think we're, we could, yeah, we're good. Yeah, good stopping, good stopping point. You know, Kevin, once you get up to speed, man, you're like a freight train. I gotta, I gotta throw the hammer on the brake. I'm like, hey, man, save that for later. We got, we got, we got, we got some good to come back. Yeah, to. yeah. Well, just, just, just remember this: that uh, God goes before you, and He is your rear guard. And take small steps. Treat His word as if it's food, and um, and know that He's leading you. Your job is to simply learn to follow, to listen, and um, small steps, and it will change everything. Yes. And, and then you'll be telling other people how that's it works. right. Well, that's this, this, this is the movement, man. Like this is Paul. Right. This is Paul going into you know these yeah. cities and just watching God do it, and like, man, here we are. It's our season now. And, yeah. and he is calling right. people out of Babylon to go and do this thing, man. And it's just, is exciting. I get fired up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, remember this too. It, it you know, it, I had somebody the other day ask me, what is it wrong for me to want to have a lot? And not me, but he was talking about himself. He said, I feel like God wants to bless me with a lot with, with wealth. And, you know, we, we went around the, the whole reason behind that. And that's another show, but the, what we got to was, listen, why do you want that? That's the bigger picture. What you're really after is freedom, because freedom is true wealth. And this is freedom. Discipleship is about freedom. Mm. And that's what we want to do is set people free to be who God made them to be, to glorify his name 
and to, to solve problems and help people. And when we do that together, guess what? None have need, which was our last show last week. Yeah. That's called the body. So you got yeah. the individual, the body, and the future, which is the generation to come. Mm-hmm. We owe it to them and God and the people in front of us, our, our family of God, you know? So anyway. Yeah. Amen, bud. Well, this would be a moment. If, if I just hug you, man. Thank you for uh, pouring out today. So good. We've got a bunch of comments coming in too, man. Uh, really, uh, really grabbed a lot of hearts today. God really used this. So that's exciting. Uh, thank you all for watching, for listening, for your comments. We see them. We really appreciate you taking time. To those who watch this back on replay on our channels or on our podcast, you know, please, please um, share this out. Invite other folks to be a part of this. Um, jump in. Uh, connect with us. You know, it's uh, it is the time. And uh, I'll also mention again, October 5th, for those who are local, uh, we're having a dinner uh, here in town. We're going to be updating everybody in person. We've got some exciting new stuff going on with Fearless that we're going to be dropping and sharing. So uh, mark your calendars, October 5th. That's a Wednesday night at six o'clock. We've got a registration link. So contact us if you want to learn more about that. Um, Kevin, I miss anything, man. Final thoughts as we close. No, just I just I'm just so thankful that 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 anybody's listening. Uh, it 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 makes it makes this worthwhile. So yeah. thank you, uh, yeah. all of you. And and hey, Chris, love you, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, blessings, friends. We'll see you guys next week on the Fearless Ones podcast.